Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast. I'm your host, Elena Fox. Hey guys, I hope you're doing really well in this world of wonder and excitement. We always wonder what the hell is going on. (laughs) And sometimes we get quite excited about it in a good way or in a bad way. You could take this how you're feeling right now. (laughs) This was a one-size-fits-all introduction statement. We are in the middle of a lot of um, important work. We're in the middle of the ascension of humanity. We are in the middle of getting our shite together (laughs) emotionally and mentally. And some of us are working on our physical bodies as well, as well as our spiritual stuff. I mean, we've got a lot going on, but I hope that whenever and wherever you happen to be, that you are able to move forward, even if it's just one small step today in an an uncertain future we have uncertainty about everything it feels like everything is up in the air and I listened to the audiobook unfuck yourself uh, in the past couple days and I, I will tell you I highly recommend this book whether you read the book or listen to the audiobook by Gary John Bishop. Um, I don't know if he meant it to be hysterically funny, but his Scottish accent made it for me hilarious. <laughs> I love his descriptions and his down to earth realness, which is what you would expect from a book called Unfuck Yourself, right? So (laughs) he talked in the book about how the future is uncertain and how it's better that we just do, we take action and we step forward. Even if it's just one thing, you could just got to cross the stuff off your list. Now, when I say list, some of you are getting quite excited as do I at the thought of making a list. I like to make a list of the lists I need to write. (laughs) And then I just spend all day writing a list and then I'm exhausted and I haven't gotten any farther than I was yesterday before the lists were created. (laughs) I mean, sometimes, you know, we use the lists as a procrastination device. 
but I was thinking about this, how, how the future is uncertain. You know, we know what we want it to be. We know what we hope it's going to be. And I was also in my own Udemy class. I finally figured out how to pronounce that correctly. I'm almost uh, finished writing it. Actually, I wrote, I have like 35 pages of shooting scripts written. Um, (laughs) uh, It's probably going to be, I would have to say an hour to an hour and a half long class, quite possibly. We'll have to see when I film it. But um, I was writing uh, in my class today about how uh, that the future never comes. We never arrive at the future. We always put it in our mind as a place we wish to go to, and yet we can't catch a plane to get there. A Lyft driver can't drive us over to the future. It literally does not exist in a way in which you can ever arrive to it. And yet it's that one thing that we worry about and we, we don't know about it's uncertain. But the thing is, as I was listening to this audiobook, I was thinking about, um, how he's right about the, the future is uncertain, but it doesn't even matter. It's just a concept in your mind and right now all we have is now we have nothing if we don't pay attention to the now you know the power of now it's another book by Eckhart Tolle it's an excellent book um also highly recommend both of these books so we have to make progress one step at a time and only time in which we can do it is right now in this moment today in this present moment I mean we could say two o'clock today but when two o'clock rolls around that's right now do it now 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 you can never do anything in the past you can never do anything in the future you can only do in the present and if you don't do then you're going to continue on a path in which you get the same of what you have right now so even though and in spite of the fact that we have an uncertain future I just wanted to encourage you guys to move one step forward in the direction of your dreams now your dreams could be grand and lofty and they might overwhelm you so if you take it down to bite-sized chunks as they say You know, um, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? (laughs) Don't eat elephants. I mean, unless you're in a place where that's socially acceptable. I I don't, I don't want to recommend that, (laughs) but, but you know what I mean? Um, you can't read a whole book. And if you were imagining that your future was an entire book, or series of books that's the future and you have to read it and you want to know all of it right now and say there's 21 books in that series that must be absolutely overwhelming that would you would you would like be crushed 
under the weight of the overwhelm of thinking you need to have the knowledge of all 21 books in your mind right now so that you could be, have a better future. That would be so obnoxiously, um, impossible. But if you forget about the other 20 books and you pick up the first book and you open the first page and you tell yourself, I'm going to make progress today, even if it's only one sentence I'm going to read or one word, if you're having an extremely impossibly resistant day, just say, I'm going to, I'm going to read one word you know, you're going to get more curious and read the next word and, oh, hell, I might as well read the first sentence. Okay, fine. Well, that might be an interesting sentence. You might want to know where it leads. So you read the second sentence and you might want to read the next sentence, maybe the next paragraph, the whole paragraph. And then maybe you tell yourself, well, I got time. Maybe I'll read the whole page. And if you're really resistant you might want to stop there, but at least you've made a little bit of progress. You know, you're maybe not going to reach your goals as fast as you thought you could, but, or that you would, but that's okay. As long as you're making forward progress, you know, this uncertain future makes us so scared and so filled with that feeling of overwhelmment that we can't move. We don't know what to do. We're just so, uh, Ah, you know, just frustrated because we don't have all the answers. Now we're not famous. Now we're not rich. Now we're not with our love of our life. Now we're not thin enough. Now we're not fit enough. Now we're not emotionally, um, perfect. Now we're not mentally capable. Now, you know, we think about our future and a lot of us will take our, um, emotions into accounting and we use that as a way to stop ourselves from moving forward you know this future is uncertain because it's the future but it's also where you're going to end up is uncertain because you don't know what you're doing but if you find out what you're doing figure it out You write that list, even if that's what you do today, but tomorrow you start crossing off the first thing on the list. What is it? You know, what if you have to run a household, take care of a child and you're trying to start a new business and do a job? Well, you write a list and then you prioritize it. What's, what's number one thing? Well, I think feeding the kid might be the number one thing, making sure the child is okay. All right. (laughs) living human beings that takes top priority. You know, um, if you're in a relationship that might take a priority at some point (laughs) there, you know, if you have children, they're always second behind that, but behind that child or children, or, you know, if your children are fur babies, you can kind of put them neck and neck. I think, (laughs) I mean, you know, the fur babies, they're important too. They're very important. My fur baby is super important to me. I just spent the last two hours holding her in my arms because she wanted to cuddle and I'm always 
you know, I always oblige. I get my oxytocin fix from my cat. <laughs> you know, in the world of pandemia, you don't get a lot of hugs. I got a hug the other day, a genuine hug from a friend I hadn't seen in years. And it was so crazy. Like, wow. I mean, I was for days after I was feeling so great because I actually got a hug from a human being. You know, <laughs> it was such a weird experience. Like it was genuine and true and pure. And it was just an amazing experience. Like, you know, I just was overwhelmed by it in a, in a positive way, you know, cause I get most of my love from my cat <laughs> and I, and I give her a lot of love back. It's a mutual thing. You know, I wake up at night and she'll be laying next to me with her paw in my hand. Oh my God. It just, oh, she melts my heart. <laughs> uh, she's a good kitty. But, um, anyway, if you can do everything on that list and, and, and the thing is you might have 20 things on your list. You can't get it all done in one day. You're not a superhuman. We're going to get to that later what constitutes a superhuman according to Buddhism. Um, I came across a really interesting documentary over the weekend on Saturday, actually, um, William Henry. Um, what was it called? I just, I, wa I just finished watching the one of, of Bashar called first contact. And then, but the one I, I saw right before, on Saturday, I watched a couple Gaia documentaries. They're like an hour long, you know, so you could get in a couple during a day. And then all day Sunday and, and Monday, I had no power, uh, no electricity. I mean, I always have power, <laughs> but my house, my apartment had no electricity. So I'm, and then last night I watched the rest of this, um, well, that was a Bashar video. So yeah, on Saturday, anyway, William Henry has some material on Gaia that, in which he was talking about, uh, superhuman abilities. And, um, it was only part of it. It was, you know, part of a greater conversation, but I got very interested in it. So I'm going to bring this information to you tonight. Um, it's just super exciting for me. I just love this. Um, <laughs> I love this topic. I think I did something about this before, but I did not know it was written down in like ancient manuscripts, right? I was just, you know, off the fly, like, you know, what are all the things, you know, I did a bunch of, I did a series on the Claire's clairvoyance and Claire, whatever cognizance and Claire sentience, Claire smell, you know, Claire, you know, oloriferance. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know what it's called when you, it's not Claire smell, Claire scent <laughs> with, with the C. I don't know. Um, Anyway, um, you know, when you smell something that's not really there in the room, I have this with my twin flame. I mean, that's like a superpower, man. It's amazing. The other day, I didn't tell you guys this. I was laying in bed and thinking about him. And I think it might've been in the afternoon. I was, I'd been up early and I'd been working on some stuff, some material I was, I don't know what I was doing material I was writing or I was researching, I was doing something anyway. And then I thought I'm going to lay down for a minute. My cat was in the bed 
um, already sleeping and I thought, oh, it looks so comfortable. <laughs> I got to go cuddle the baby. So I, I laid down and as I was starting to fall asleep, I felt something click on inside my mouth against my teeth. And all of a sudden over, I had this overwhelming, um, scent of black licorice. And then I tasted like good and plenties in my mouth. And I'm like, Whoa, it blew my mind. I think he had a bite of like licorice, all sorts or good and plenties, but it had like a hard candy shell and it, it was like a clicking, like a hard click that it, it clicked up against my right side of my mouth you know, on the inside of my teeth. I don't know how it's just, it, it's like a really weird sensation when you're not eating or drinking anything you're trying to fall asleep. And then you get a sensation that you're eating and you, you like, you almost want to chew because, Oh, 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 these are really good. I like these good and plenties, you know, <laughs> it was so weird. And, and I was like, Whoa, I haven't had the flavor. I haven't tasted the flavor of black licorice or anise or anise. Um, some people call it anise. I have not uh, tasted that in a while, like maybe a year. <laughs> the only the only way that we have anise here, I guess it might be candy, which I don't eat candy, so I don't know. But they do have um, uh, anise tea, which is very, very, very popular here in Ecuador. So it's available, but... It was just one of those flavors. It was like, whoa, that it just blew my mind. But we're going to talk about superhuman powers tonight. But, uh, so, <clears throat> but getting back to this idea, like when you have your list and you only have, you have like 20 things on it, but you only have like three or four hours left of the day. Even if you do one thing on your list in three weeks, so you have 20 things in three weeks, you're going to have, will have accomplished everything on the list. So, you know, we have to move forward in the direction of our dreams, even if it's one thing, you know, like today I was thinking, I don't have a very far reach with my podcast and I would like to have a longer reach. I'd like to have more people listen to the show. And so I started to look at the, um, statistics and the people that are listening to the show from around the world and where am I at as far as the charts? I was like, Oh, I forgot all about that. It's been maybe a year since I even looked at this stuff, you know, cause I don't have a big ego when it comes to like who, you know, how big the show is or whatever, but I'd like to grow the show. I think it would behoove all of us. If I could get to the point where I'm getting enough money for doing the show and I don't have to split my time, you guys are going to have a much better show. So I was thinking about this and I was looking at chartable.com, which is where you go to see how well your show is doing and what's happening. And so, um, I had a very cool revelation is that I am the number one spiritual podcast in this small country of Cyprus. So I wanted to give a special shout out before I forget. <laughs> I, I did want to give a special shout out to all of the people in Cyprus who are listening to the show. Now I'm in the ranks. Now the ranking that I get from Chartable is only from Apple, Apple podcasts. 
and I'm, you know, I have my own RSS feed that goes around to all the different podcasts. I mean, podcast platforms, obviously, but, um, Cyprus. And so I also wanted to give a shout out to the countries of Saudi Arabia, um, Marhaba, Kefahalik, and for the ladies, Kefahalik. <laughs> if I'm even saying this right, I don't know. Um, in to South Korea, a shout out to um, my South Korean listeners and uh, my listeners in Ghana. And also, um, let me see, I had one other country that put me in the rankings uh, for spirituality. Oh, Canada and Great Britain, by the way. I want to shout out to my Canadian listeners and my listeners in Great Britain and also Indonesia. And um, let's see, where else were we? There was a... I want to say, I think it was the Grenadines, which is pretty cool. I'm listening, I'm listened to all over the world. I, de- I guess I, I hadn't seen this list in a very, very long time. Oh yes. In Croatia also, I am ranked and I just went up in the rankings in Croatia. So, Hey, shout out to my listeners in Croatia and St. Vincent and the Grenadines. Let's continue to pray for them because of all that volcano nonsense that happened there. My God, they have gone through a lot there. Um, so anyway, those are the countries in which I'm, um, very well, um, liked, I guess, you know, like I said, number one in Cyprus in, um, spirituality number two in Cyprus and religion and spirituality category. And I'm number 69. (laughs) We all love that number. (laughs) And as far as all of the podcasts in Cyprus. So I just wanted to shout out to Cyprus for sure. I'm really excited about that anyway. Um, so, so that was like, for me, that was like one of my small things that I did today you know, is I wanted to get a little bit more clear on where my podcast is being listened, what's going on, you know, what can I do, um, to increase my audience. So that was my first, you know, thing. I want to know my bearings. Where am I at? What's happening? What's going on? Am I even on the list at all? (laughs) Is anyone in the world listening that, you know, as, as a, you know, as at least in the way of uh, Apple podcasts. That's what I wanted to know. <laughs> I mean, Apple podcasts, um, that's like the number, you know, it's like iTunes. It's like the number one, um, way to hear, uh, I guess a podcast, you know, it's like one of the number one, um, most popular next to, um, I mean, next to them after them would be, um, oh gosh, Is it Podbean or no, it's Spotify actually. And I am on Spotify too. But, um, anyway, so I just looked at at the, the statistics for the number one, um, platform and I was really shocked. Cyprus. Hey, (laughs) it's so cool. All right. So whatever it is, I mean, you know, I was thinking about this today. Like what if your goal was to fall in love with somebody or have somebody fall in love with you. 
like a friend of mine wrote to me today and said there's someone he likes and this someone likes him but he wants this someone to know how wonderful of a person he is and he's like I'm gonna cast a spell so he sees his own feelings or knows his own feelings for me and you know and I'm like be careful with the love spells and he's like I know what I'm doing and he does I know you do but yeah (laughs) but you know it was just he's like I want to know you know and I thought well all right that's one way to go about it but for me I'm thinking if I'm going to at least attract my twin flame which is the other half of my own soul what better way to attract love than to become magnetic to it so um, I'm just giving a lot of love to myself I went out today I walked um, down you know, I took a, I took a long walk. I don't know, 10 minutes or something down to the store. And, um, I bought some fruit and yogurt and granola. Um, like granola here isn't terribly unhealthy. It's not, it's, there's not a whole lot of fat in it. It's, it's okay. It's pretty healthy ish. I mean, it's not perfect, but it's pretty nice. And, um, I bought some eggs, you know, I just bought some, you know, healthy-ish stuff. And then I bought some cookies too, you know, not going to lie, you know, I wanted a balanced diet, ha, just kidding. But I just, I hadn't had uh, Chips Ahoy for a long time and they had some there and I thought, oh, wow. So I ate a couple of them. I opened the package. It's like, you know, 20 cookies. I I had two of them put the pack or three of them. I put the package back in the fridge or the freezer so the next time I feel like having a Chips Ahoy, I've got it. But um, but I felt good, you know, walking in the sunshine. That was one of my goals is to work on at least just getting outside more and at least saying hi to a couple people. And I can maybe up that goal to a definite say hello to five people minimum. That might be my goal because I'm not sociable at all. You know, not that I need to be, but it might be nice, you know. And I talked to a couple people at the store, and they're just the sweetest people. They're native, and this lady was wearing her native dress with her embroidered cloths that she probably embroidered herself. And um, it was shocking because I hadn't seen um, this kind of native clothing before. I've never been to this region and talked to the native people. So I thought that was really cool. And I didn't talk to her about it. I was just like kind of overwhelmed being in a new store and a little embarrassed. But I was cracking jokes. I made her laugh. <clears throat> and every, her whole family was hot. It was so hot today. And everyone was just like her husband was laying on the floor and her daughter was like trying to color. And she like fell asleep with, you know, she might have even had a crayon in her hand, you know, like she was just like, uh, you know, it was just so hot and muggy and they're working on this road and I found out what's happening with the road is they're not just gonna pave it they're I think they're going to eventually pave it but they're um they're putting in a city sewage system I just found this out today that every house here where I live at this little tiny native beach community where I live right now is uh, every house has a septic system. So everyone is taking care of their own plumbing pretty much. And now we're going to have a citywide sewer system 
where it's going to be like, you know, welcome to the 19 hundreds, you know? (laughs) So it's pretty cool. Actually, this is a really big deal. And I found out that that loudspeaker going around saying Sabado, Sabado, I don't know, um, why he was saying that word. Maybe that was a day of the voting, but they had to vote somebody in to be the president of the water district. And that's what the big, huge hullabaloo was with this, you know, loudspeaker and the little tiny parade and the horns honking and the people shouting and screaming on the loudspeaker. And and the, the, the sound quality was so bad. It was impossible to hear exactly what he was saying except for the word Sabado. So I was like, what is he talking about Saturday? And I expected it to be a big, huge party. But in fact, Saturday was very, very quiet. Sunday was a big party. (laughs) So the water district uh, position is, that's a huge deal because we are uh, making a giant leap forward here in progress as far as being able to have a sewer system, you know, where it's, They'll, they'll be like hooked up to the greater like system that hooks up, um, I think alone and Montanita maybe. And, you know, that means the water might be higher quality and we will probably be able to drink it someday. I wouldn't trust it this year, but eventually we might have safer water, which is nice because I have to use, um, the equivalent of sparklets water here. So I go through one of these five, I don't know, five gallon. It's massive. It's so heavy. I go through one of these every week, four of these a month. (laughs) It's really, really, it blows my mind that I'm drinking this much water. I've I've never, I don't know if I've ever drank this much water in my life. You know, and I'm barely using it to cook, even though I do use it to cook. It's mostly just drinking water. Like, man, (laughs) anyway, um, so, I mean, so whatever it is your goal. So, so if you love yourself because you want someone to love you, love yourself the way you want someone to love you, love yourself in the way that, um, you know, touch your cheek, caress your hair, give yourself a squeeze right now. I'm not looking just hug yourself right now. Love yourself, you know, uh, cook dinner for yourself, buy small gifts for yourself. However you receive love, use that to, um, create love for yourself, feel loved by you so that you will feel loved no matter what, you know, like if that was your goal, you know, so I was just thinking about all the different goals and all the different things that we need to accomplish, you know, like we're all different individual people. We have different goals, but at the same time, at the end of the day, we all have the same basic goals. You know, we want to be educated. We want to have a decent career. We want to have a certain amount of money. I mean, you know, you might need $20,000 to live comfortably, whereas your neighbor might want 20 million, you know, or somewhere in between. Usually it's a happier medium in between, you know, some people want to just live paycheck to paycheck and they're cool with that. Or maybe they're not, you know, maybe they need to go a little bit ahead from that. And some people have straight up ambitious goals where they're, you know, working the, their lifestyle is like the billionaire's lifestyle, you know, but we have basic, like we need, we need money right now. You know, it's just a society we're in. We need love. We need food, clothing, shelter, you know, the basic necessities, the bare necessities. 
And after that, we want friendships. We want family. We want um, connection to others. You know, so if you move forward in the direction of your dreams, just during this time in which this wonderful, spectacular world is doing its thing and we're having all the craziness happen, I noticed that we're really, um, we're really, uh, like run down some days, you know? I noticed that we are having problems uh, mentally. <laughs> I'm, I'm having a hard time getting coming up with the word. Um, <laughs> like the energy is really heavy right now. We have solar winds flowing our way right now. You know, we have um, the downloads, the upgrades, you know, the light codes are coming in. And we also, at the same time, are purging a, bu a bunch of emotional crap from the past. And a lot of us are having um, physical pain in the body, which is resistance, or it's also can be caused from a flux of too much energy coming in at once. Your body doesn't know what to do with it, so it ends up kind of jammed up in your nervous system. You end up with pain, you know? And so just breathing, doing your spiritual practice um, of, you know, meditating or yoga or whatever it is, you know, Hatha yoga, just, you know, physically doing yoga, you know, for exercise is one kind of yoga, but sometimes your spiritual practice might entail Raja yoga, the Royal road where you meditate, um, the way the self-realization masters teach, you know, or maybe Buddhism or, you know, if you know, Buddhism, if you're, if you're more Buddhist than anything, um, you're going to probably already know the topic for tonight. You're already going to be aware of the stuff there. Um, my, my dear friend, uh, Jason, God rest his soul. I don't think he's with us any longer. I don't have confirmation of that. So if he is listening, that would be awkward. <laughs> Contact me, Jason. I can only assume you're dead if you're not contacting me. And that's just the way it is. <laughs> I love him so much. He's like one of the coolest people I've ever met. And, um, he helped me through some pretty, pretty dark times in my life. But, um, oh, I don't even know where I was going with that, but, um, there's something special about him. Now I can't remember what it was. I was going to talk about, he had said something to me. Oh, see, there's this whole weird mental thing. I don't even know. <laughs> I wanted to tell you guys, there was a, an amazing, um, post that talked about the ascension symptoms that seem to me right now totally right on <clears throat> on Instagram and it wasn't ace of moon she had an interesting little post today too but <clears throat> it wasn't <clears throat> anything that oh my gosh and I have four people that have written me in the past hour here on Instagram uh, all right if I'm not getting back to you right away on Instagram, my apologies. I've been going through a lot of stuff. Like I've been writing, I've been, you know, I've been busy getting on my stuff because you know what? No one's going to do it for me. And I just decided this unfuck yourself book. I'm telling you, it's excellent. You guys, um, all right. Uh, 
naga.healing.guidance she said your body's releasing massive amounts of old templates uh this is physically and emotionally exhausting yes yes right and a lot of you have been writing to me telling me that this week has been kicking your ass and you're saying is it mercury retrograde or what the flock is happening and yeah it is that but it's also the energy from the solar eclipse last week and there's so much more going on and we have until the 22nd of june before mercury goes direct so we still have another week of this <laughs> you know it's just uh and um jupiter i think is the one that's getting ready to go retrograde but it's it's not everything's chaotic in the beginning of the week according to heather uh, astrology with heather and she was saying that by the end of the week it's going to be a lot more positive so hang in there guys just hang in there um you might feel uh energetic and vulnerable and physically weak at the same time you're much you're second uh oh my god emotions your emotions like how am i not able to read an easy word like emotions but see this is the kind of crap that's been happening to me um and many of you and in, in the, the communication breakdown has been spectacularly bad and really hilarious like i almost had a fight with someone i just met accidentally because he was saying so he's like i can't say anything right to you today he's like oh my god and i'm like oh my god i'm so sorry i go no you're just really offending me because <laughs> i'm taking everything the wrong way and it's because of mercury retrograde just give me a week <laughs> let's talk in a week when i'm not going to be in such a crappy mood or whatever you know because it's been really kicking my butt it's been frustrating as hell and he was trying to joke around with me and i was just like not having it you know <laughs> my virgoness was coming out and i was being a stickler for about everything he said and i was picking out you know where is your words wrong what what grammar is this you know what manner of grammar <laughs> are you using like and then at the same time i'm unable to speak myself so it's just been spectacularly bad but um <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like I, this is not a good time for me to interact with humans so maybe in a week I'll be better but <clears throat> anyway uh so yeah your emotions can run high during most of this week and this person uh said she's seen she's channeled sudden anger frustration resentment hurt and also compassion and higher connection to source don't fear change based on your past or fear the unknown future see that was the thing that was that's been a theme i've this has come up several times this idea um you know just don't be afraid of the unknown future well the future never comes right so it's always going to be unknown just accept the fact that you're never going to know the damn future but make it better make your life better by doing that one step today anyway um no matter what you're doing um anyway allow yourself to receive all the blessings coming your way without stuttering easier said than done <laughs> there are changes occurring in the way we feel and approach love and relationships and she sense she senses that we're releasing pride and attachment to past wounds which open the heart chakra and this will create a sense of wanting and being more ready to be yourself 
and feeling determined to stand up for your identity and yourself to the point of being stubborn and defensive and also bringing up karmic relationships like, you know, past affairs, cheating, things that, um, you know, was a big deal, you know, in your past, you're, you probably sounds like you're clearing it. So, but this is what her, her post really, this is where it really, you know, got me. <laughs> um, all right. So she says, um, the symptoms for today, and this is Naga healing guidance on Instagram. She says, timeline jumps, glitches, synchronizations, deja vus, anxiety, feeling wobbly, weak, and overwhelm sensation of the body, feverish body soreness and tightness, physical exhaustion, restlessness, unability to focus. I think she means inability to focus, but yeah, see, there's a Virgo coming out. Um, (laughs) sneezes. Oh my God. I've been sneezing my freaking head off last night. I had to get up in the middle of the night. I was sneezing while I was trying to fall asleep. I had to get up and take a four hour allergy pill. So yeah, definitely sneezing, heart palpitations. She says sipped beets. Oh my God. Just so many typos again with the mercury retrograde. That's a mercury retrograde, uh, (laughs) problem. Uh, skipped heartbeats, uh, phlegm coughing, choking easily, uh, heartburn, chest pressure, lack of hunger, head pressure, high eye tension, and rushes from the eye to the temple eyes to the temples. So yeah, I've, I've experienced almost all of this. I, I just, the timeline jumps for sure. That blew my mind. If you were here yesterday and you heard the show yesterday, you know what I mean? That's, that's crazy. Those timeline. I mean, I hopped four timelines over the weekend. I still, I feel like a completely different person than I did last week. It's that insane. Like (laughs) it's that big of a deal. Like, wow. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's horrible when you're exhausted and you're trying to rest and you're restless. You keep moving around you keep thinking about stuff and your mind is doing that ADHD thing. You're hyper and you're thinking of a million things at once. And and then you're worrying about the future and you're, you're scared about the past. And then you're pissed off about shit that happened in the past. And then you're like, I'm going to let it go. I'm going to forgive that person. And then something new comes up and you're like, ah, (laughs) I know what that's like guys. I mean, I've been going through it too. And for the most part I'm doing okay, but there are still, you know, and I'm sure the same thing with you, like for the most part, you're probably doing all right. You know, if you're able to sit and listen to this, you're doing okay, but you're, you know, you're going to be experiencing some things, you know, not only do we have the uh, physical stuff going on, um, from the space, weather, the solar winds and the cosmic radiation and all that, and the plasma and the, and the, and we, all the things that are energy because we're, we are energetic beings. We just don't recognize it all the time. We are made of light. We are energy and all the energies around us affect our energy. And if you're highly sensitive, if you're an HSP, a highly sensitive person, um, that doesn't mean just emotions or, or, um, you know, in, you know, the obvious things, you know, emotionally or psychologically, sensitive, you know, 
when you're an HSP, you're energetically sensitive a lot of the time. So if you are super, super sensitive or you're empathic and you're feeling the emotions of others, I mean, can you imagine? Well, I mean, you can, if you're an, if you're an empath, you, but if you're not an empath, imagine, you know, you're sitting there dealing with all of this ascension crap yourself, trying to have, you know, trying to fix your life and <laughs> fucking yourself, fixing your life in the way that you need to, you know, do your life. And then at the same time, all the people around you are spiritually asleep and they're going through all the ascension symptoms you are, but they don't know why they're scared. They think they're sick. They're worried something's wrong with them. You know, am I dying? Is it cancer? Is it this? Is it that? I mean, you know, all the crap goes through people's minds. Am I having a heart attack? Am I, you know, <laughs> what's going on? You know, and, and all the things that are, people are afraid of and they don't want to tell their loved ones. They don't want to worry their loved ones, but everyone else is scared because everyone else is going through the same shit too. And no one's saying anything to anyone. And then if you're an empath or a highly sensitive person, you're dealing with your own stuff. Plus, you know, everyone, everyone on the block, you're dealing with all their shit too. You know, as an empath, we become like sponges and we take up the slack of what people can't handle and, um, it overwhelms us. So first of all, send the shit back to people. And if they can't handle it, send it off into the universe. The cosmos will take care of it. You know, send it into mother earth or however you want to visualize it leaving. But if you are, you know, at that point where you are, um, not getting other people's stuff, you're not absorbing it and you're just dealing with your own stuff. Um, you still might be sensitive to the emotions of others, or, you know, you might feel the vibrations of people feeling scared. So you always have to transmute and transmit love and life and positivity and Ho'oponopono does work to clean a lot of this energy. Just, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. That's like a big, 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 um, component in healing your environment. But, um, one of you wrote me and said that you did a serious, uh, earth cleansing, uh, in Texas and told me that after you did the serious earth cleansing, um, there were about two weeks, two to three weeks in which every single day it rained almost to the point of flooding, except for maybe one day. And that's not normal for that area. Um, and asked if that was a cleansing. Yes, it is a cleansing, um, for sure. Uh, like, but once, if you are psychic and you're able to do something like this and you try to energetically cleanse an area, the nature around you, the sylphs of the air, the beings that control the weather, um, they will assist you and then they will do their own cleansing because they see that you care and then they see, okay, it's okay for us to do our stuff and our cleansing and that kind of, it's like, um, it's just a cleansing and that's, that's natural and necessary. And, um, yes, that is other ways in which the earth cleanses itself, of course. And unfortunately sometimes includes fire <laughs> and, or, you know, tornadoes and hurricanes, but also just heavy winds, sand storms. That's another way. Think about what sand is. It's like itty bitty minute particles of glass that, um, have a crystalline form and a crystalline shape. And last week, sands from Saudi Arabia reached me here in Ecuador. I mean, we are all connected guys. I mean, this is like pretty cool. 
I mean, seriously, I had sand all over everything. And I thought it was the guys working on the road, but it could be that, but it also could be the sands of Saudi Arabia because it was in the news here that we literally got sand from Saudi Arabia here in Ecuador. I'm like, that's pretty cool. You know? And, and so it's almost like the cleansing of the crystals coming over the planet. So we're dealing with so much stuff from so many different things going on at once. And by the way, I wanted to mention this because I told you guys I was the fourth horseman of the apocalypse and I started the apocalypse, you know, I opened that seal or whatever the hell God had me do. And I did a whole show on it two years ago and, um, in the second season and, um, it was in April. I did the show in April and all this crap, you know, everything's hit the fan, you know, but I wanted to let you guys know that the word apocalypse literally means lifting of the veil. <laughs> That's all that this, all of this crap is doing for us is lifting the veil so that we can better see that we are in a, uh, like a matrix or a simulation. We are seeing that the way that the nature of time, like we can only live on one point in time. We're stuck in time right now, but all time is happening simultaneously. Now we're learning to live with our multidimensional selves being stuck in quarantine for the past 460 days has been, um, hard, but also it's helped us to face ourselves and has helped us to learn how to trust ourselves and reevaluate our lives. And a lot of us have, have grown spiritually and grown uh, closer to the creative source, creator, God, goddess, um, you know, whatever you want to call that divinity, the great spirit, Ja, Ra, Yahweh, <laughs> you know, so even though, you know, even though it's the apocalypse and it seems like everything's ending. Okay. Look, we're moving to the fifth dimension. We're not, it's not ending in the most horrific ways that it could. I mean, there's some crazy shit going down with those cicadas in their, in their, um, <laughs> in their butts <laughs> that are being eaten, uh, by this fungus that's psychedelic. And so it makes them want to have sex fast before they die before their whole bodies are eaten by this fungus. And so the more they have sex, the faster they have sex, the faster they do it, the faster this stuff gets up in the air and the faster everyone gets high in that area, I guess. <laughs> Although I haven't heard any reports of it, but there are people going around gathering this stuff. I'm sure by now, <laughs> Hey, Hey man, opening, opening the coat. Hey, you want some, you want to sniff some of the psychedelic fungus from the cicada's ass. <laughs> I mean, the world has gotten a lot weirder. Damn. It's gotten damn weirder, but it is what it is. <laughs> oh, someone contacted me yesterday. And on her, uh, actual Instagram account, it said something about repent sinners. And it said she was requesting conversation with me and I just deleted her. <laughs> I'm like, I don't really have time for that kind of a conversation. She had asked some question on some random post about, I don't even know what yoga or something. And I answered her and then she said, well, I don't know why you had felt the need to write all that. 
Like, well, speech to text gave me the ability to write a whole paragraph versus one sentence. And you asked a specific question about it. So I answered your, your question, remember? And then she contacted me by DM. You know, like I, I have a feeling and she said, she's good. She's not good. She's good deal with whatever the deacon in her church says is what her, her comment on my comment. And then she contacted me. I'm like, Oh, it's just going to be one of them con conversations. And I, I just don't have time. And I feel like that was progress on my part. <laughs> Instead of spending three hours being annoyed and irritated, I just was like, no, I don't need to have that conversation. You know, she'll contact me again. If I didn't block her for life, you know, I just deleted the conversation. She'll contact me again if it was all that really important or she really gave a crap about what she asked. I think she's just doing it as an instigation so she could start telling people they're sinners and they need to repent. You know, this is the end times, but it's the end of the 3D. So let's move up to the fifth dimension by letting go of all the crap and just being loving and gentle with yourself, but also get up off of that thing. Dance till you feel better. <laughs> In the words of one of my favorite, you know, favorite uh, musicians, <laughs> Godfather of Soul, said it best. Get up off that thing. Dance till you feel better. And also do your list. Do one thing, one thing today that's going to make you not regret wasting your time. You know, no regrets. Just every day make a little bit of progress. If you have four goals, do progress in all four areas, not just one. <clears throat> anyway, let's get to this because this is going to be exciting. And well, at least for me, uh, spaceweather.com solar wind speed, 574.4 kilometers per second. That means we are right now, even as I speak, we are being enveloped by the warm, warm embrace of the sun farts, I guess, sun belch. I don't know. Anyway, the sun is blowing on us and I love this energy so much. I feel it. I just feel like a warm blanket wrapping around me. So I probably shouldn't have said fart. I really, really, really regret that now. <laughs> okay. Maybe one regret a day. <laughs> There's pictures of noctilucent clouds at 38,000 feet. If you'd like to see this, Brian McDonough was able to uh, take pictures of this in the Arctic Circle. So it's pretty cool on spaceweather.com. So uh, Sunspot AR2833 is stable and quiet, and there is no solar flares. Oh, wait. Yeah, nothing is likely today. No, no strong solar flares. We're on sunspot number 11 is what we are looking at right now. There's a really weird picture of an ice cream cone in space. Um, they literally put strawberry ice cream launched into space <laughs> in a waffle cone. And they got to see that, that for two hours it stayed in the stratosphere and it was so cold, it was still frozen. So it's a very interesting picture, but, um, the, uh, launch space weather, uh, launches, um, weather balloons up into the stratosphere to, um, measure, uh, with the cosmic ray sensors, the, um, uh, radiation. 
So they call this a sweet experiment. <laughs> so they did find out, yes, ice cream can travel to space. <laughs> it's just, I mean, this should have been the weird news for Friday. <laughs> uh, space age average uh, is 9.3% of the neutron counts coming out of Ulu, Finland, and they're reporting. It's gone up by 0.1% in spite of the fact that we're in the middle of a solar wind right now. And it's flowing from the southern coronal hole of the sun right now. Um, they have not updated the all-sky fireball network as far as I can see. There are noctilucent clouds, so go check them out outside. Um, either there was no no fireballs or they just didn't update the, they forgot to update the website. Oh, and would you look at that? We're at 55, 55. If you are paying attention to uh, angel numbers, that would be one or two you want to go check out. All right, so Schumann residents coming out of disclosurenews.it, 101, and then it says darkening hours. I don't know what that means. Power 101 or 101 darkening hours. So what's three days? How many hours is that? 70. That's really, really crazy. Um, it looks, yeah. Oh shit. Okay. So I, I, I went down on the page. Woo. 100 and hours, 101 hours of complete darkness. They don't even have any Schumann readings at all. But when we go to heartmouth.org, it's a little bit less ominous. And so we're going to go ahead and, uh, read what these have to say they're pretty high actually from two days ago on Sunday, June 13th, uh, at the 2300 hour, this is what was happening. So Sunday, this is right when the energy of the solar eclipse have left us. Okay. And so this is where we were at. California was at 101 Hertz frequency on the Schumann resonance scale. Hofuf Saudi Arabia was at 110 Hertz frequency. Lithuania was at 164 Hertz frequency. Alberta, Canada was at 204 Hertz frequency. Northland, New Zealand was at 74 Hertz frequency. That's the only one in the double digits. Everyone else was in the triple digits. And last but not least, Hulului, South Africa was at 119 Hertz frequency. So the Schumann residence is normally 7.83, less than eight, single digit, eight hertz frequency. So this shows that there's something going on in the atmosphere between the surface and the upper atmosphere of the planet. This is like the vibrations in these areas. It could be, I don't even know what's caused. I don't think they know what's caused by it. If you do know, let me know. But when I've researched this in the past, they just don't know. So it's a measure that lets us know that something is going on. We're not going crazy. Look, look at these numbers. They're massive. They're massive. So it is what it is. So I'm going to take a quick break, guys. When I come back, I'm going to talk about all of the superhuman powers that will be available to all of us if we do our spiritual work. (laughs) And I was shocked to find out that I already have done several of these, which is pretty cool. So we're going to talk about that too, uh, right after this.
Okay, so we are going to talk about some pretty cool stuff that seems paranormal or supernatural, but it's actually quite natural if you are on the spiritual path. And a lot of these are going to seem really strange at first, but as you go on the spiritual path, these things will start to happen uh, to you (laughs) eventually. So be aware that it's possible at any point in your spiritual journey. Uh, This is, um, according to Wikipedia, Siddhis, S-I-D-D-H-I-S, are spoken of in Hinduism as well as Buddhism. And you could find in a lot of the uh, texts, um, Patanjali's Yoga Sutras and uh, Vaishnavism in the Vaishnava doctrine, the Samkhya philosophy, and um, also in Sikhism, as well as in Vajrayana Buddhism is where you will find uh, these powers, according to Wikipedia. Now, um, I'm going to go over a couple different websites because this is something that I I heard about in, um, like I said, in in the first half of the show, William Henry's uh, documentary that was on uh, Gaia. All right, so I just uh, quickly looked over on Gaia.com to my watch history, and this is what the, where I found this information originally, was from Angels, Watchers, and Anunnaki, which was the name of the episode of Ascension Keepers. It was season one, episode four, which is William Henry's uh, show on, on Gaia. So I just wanted to clear that up. It was not a documentary, and I thought I better... I better look into (laughs) what it was that I actually saw. All right. So quickly back to the Wikipedia page. So in Hinduism, Sitis, I think I'm saying it right. In Sanskrit, um, the word Siddhi, S-I-D-D-H-I, means fulfillment or accomplishment. And Idi, according to... um, Buddhism, I guess, is called psychic powers. So uh, cities are described uh, here in Sanskrit. It's even written in Sanskrit, which is pretty cool. Um, They're basically material, paranormal, supernatural, or otherwise magical powers, abilities, and attainments that are the products of yogic advancement through sadhanas such as meditation and yoga. Now, what I have uh, experienced, you know, in my life is that whether you're on a Hindu or Buddhist or otherwise spiritual journey, I think these are going to happen for you eventually, no matter what. If you uh, are a Christian mystic and you are only into meditating and praying, it could still happen for you. 
it, you don't have to like suddenly be a Hindu or a Buddhist. I feel like, um, even though I'm looking into these specific things, it's going to happen for you no matter what you're on a spiritual journey. These are things that happen naturally for humans. Once we achieve certain levels of enlightenment or, um, illumination, these things are going to happen. So, um, okay. Under, uh, the etymology on Wikipedia, it says that a city is a Sanskrit noun, which can be translated as perfection, accomplishment, attainment, or success. And please forgive like the background noise as the cat just gained into everything she possibly can. Obviously she's still in heat (laughs) for the week. And I am having all kinds of, uh, allergies. It just started cropping up in the past, uh, 30 minutes. So, um, seriously, whatever is going on with the energy is just kicking my butt. (laughs) Um, I know, honey. Everything's good. You're you're okay. Inside voices, though, please. Okay. Inside voices, yes. Okay. <laughs> I started saying that yesterday, and she understands me, and she'll be meowing really loud. And I say inside voices, and she goes very, very uh, small with her voice. Like she makes her voice very uh, quiet, <laughs> and so she like whisper meows. It's kind of adorable, actually. All right. Um, so the the Visuddhimagga is one of the texts that gives um, explicit details about how spiritual masters are thought to actually manifest supernormal abilities. And these abilities uh, include flying through the air, walking through solid obstructions, Diving into the ground. That's interesting. Diving into the ground. What the hell? Um, I'm sorry, honey. Inside. Hey, inside voices, please. Thank you. See, that's so weird, right? Um, Walking on water and so forth are achieved through changing one element, such as earth, into another element, such as air. Ooh. Ooh, there's a clue. That's actually cool. Can you do that, girl? Can you turn can you turn a solid object into a non-solid object? Yeah, I can't either. <laughs> that was her no meow. All right. <laughs> we should learn this, girl. All right. Um So uh, that's how they do it. That makes sense. See, I I just feel like there's like secrets to these things. And once you know what the secret is, you can kind of figure it out once you reach that level of enlightenment. So it says, um, the individual must master Kasina meditation before this is possible. And, um, these abilities were demonstrated by the person who trained, um, I guess using the book or writing the book, Visuddhimagga, maybe Deepa Ma. I don't, 
I don't know anything about this, these texts. So I just want to talk about this stuff because that's really crazy. I mean, why would you want to dive into the ground? That's kind of odd, right? Um, I don't know. I'm a Virgo. I don't like getting my feet dirty, let alone my whole body. Like that one's kind of crazy to me, but, um, walking through solid obstructions. Like I've been talking about this for two days now about how we live in a light universe. We live in a universe made up of energy, but it's so dense where we are that it feels solid, even though it's just light, it's just solid light. And it's intellectually easy to understand, but you know, when you stub your toe (laughs) or you step on a Lego that your four-year-old left on the, on the floor, you don't really believe it's a light universe. You really, you really believe it's a solid universe and holy moly, that hurts so much, right? (laughs) I was thinking, what if we, if we knew consciously this was a light universe and we went to stub our toe and we passed our toe right through that object because we were spiritual masters. Like, I mean, I guess what I'm saying is I don't think spiritual masters stub their toe. (laughs) I mean, it's kind of strange, right? I mean, I mean, I, I, that, that level of control of your whole body, that would be incredible. This is why I was saying, you know, when all these people um, were coming out saying, well, I'm using my mind to control my body in a way in which I'm not getting the virus. I mean, I feel like you're not a spiritual master if you say that that's what you're doing. You're a spiritual master if you can actually do it, you know? And, you know, people that did not get the virus, it doesn't mean they're controlling their mind or their immune system, even though maybe they are, but it's also possible that they did not encounter the virus. And it's also possible that they took vitamin C and their immune systems were braced up against stuff like this. Also, it's possible they did get the virus, but they were a carrier of the part of the virus that had no symptoms. That's also um, a potential possibility. So, you know... I just feel like, you know, a lot of people were out there going, well, I'm a spiritual master. And I feel like unless you have the ability to do all of the things on this list I'm about to give you, then you're not really, I don't think a spiritual master. I'm not saying you specifically or whatever. I mean, I know that I'm not a spiritual master because I'm looking at this list going, well, that's cool. Um, you know, I do walk on water all the time. Every time I take a shower, I, I'm walking on water. Of course, underneath that water is the bomb of the shower. <laughs> you know, I mean, everyone can walk on water. We always walk on water, you know, step in a puddle when it rains. Of course you walk on water, but <laughs> of course that's not what they mean. But, you know, uh, but yeah, looking at this list, I'm like, no, I wish I had some of these, but I'm working on it. I'm going to get there and you're going to get there too. So anyway, um, according to Patanjali, um, and the yoga sutras, um, accomplishments may be attained through birth, the use of herbs, incantations, self-discipline or samadhi. And I believe, and I'm not sure exactly, uh, samadhi I know is, um, 
being in a very restful state in which you are communing with the divine to a point where I think you don't really feel your body and you're kind of not aware of your surroundings anymore. And you're just there in the energy of that, which created us. And you're outside of, you experience that energy of being outside of all of this, you know, outside of the five senses and you feel at peace and you feel like an intense form of uh, light with you or I mean you are light you just you're just like experiencing yourself you know that brightest part of you so okay um so that's good I mean according to according to Patanjali at least I mean you don't have to just do yoga (laughs) you know or a specific meditation you could go through herbs or incantations or through birth and I think through the cycle of birth and death and rebirth we we gain spiritual knowledge and once you have levels of attainment in this spiritual knowledge realm of existence you don't lose it you don't lose it I mean you might be spiritually accomplished in a past life and then you're born in this life and you have those accomplishments are always with you like I've had telepathy um most of my life, even though I didn't even realize I did. And, um, until recently, uh Oh, I'm sorry, honey girl. You're not supposed to be climbing on the computer. (laughs) Come here. Let's just cuddle mommy's shoulder. There you go. I'm holding the baby again. She's needed me to hold her a lot today. Uh, it must be really uncomfortable to be a cat sometimes a girl cat. Huh? Okay. All right. Oh, and she's purring like a goat baby. Oh, all right. <laughs> all right, girl, we can't be talking about having a lovely cat the whole, the whole hour. Okay. So, all right. Um, so I think it's really good I, that we could get these, these, uh, gifts. You could look at them as gifts or attainments, um, through different, uh, different means other than just the two things that it said in the beginning. I'm, I'm, I'm very encouraged to hear that. So, uh, whatever you've accomplished in past life, you're able to, you know, reach these. Okay. So nope. Sorry. Uh, okay. So according to this, uh, in Patanjali, here's some of the abilities that you can uh, attain. Uh, Ahimsa is having a peaceful aura. A satya is a power of persuasion. Uh, wealth is a staya. Brahma, I'm sorry, Brahma, karya means virility. Uh, aparigaraha means insight. Sausa or sauka means sensory control and cleanliness. See, okay, this is the one that they talk about all the time in, um, the life and teaching of the masters of the far East cleanliness. Can you imagine never having to take a shower again because you're always clean? Oh my God. This is like, 
a Virgo's holy grail. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> no body odor. You don't have to brush your teeth anymore because your breath is always sweet. And you, <laughs> all the money I would save on deodorant, guys. <laughs> you guys are like, this is like the most boring possible attainment ever. Because I could just take a shower and be clean in 10 minutes. But <laughs> I don't know why this one excites me so much. It's kind of crazy. Um, anyway, uh, Samtosa. It means happiness. Holy moly. That's a, that's, that is a city. Like if you like, oh my God, like total happiness. Now that makes me realize that probably the greater majority, majority of us, we're not that happy. Well, damn man. Okay. Uh, tapas. Oh, I love tapas. Oh, it's not what they're talking about here though. (laughs) Not the Mexican food, but <laughs> tap, tapas, maybe. I don't know if I, I'm, I'm totally not saying these right, but that means bodily and sensory perfection. Hmm. I, yeah. Okay. You know, like they say in the song creep, <laughs> I want a perfect body. I want a perfect soul. Yeah, exactly. Your soul is perfect though, by the way. I think the more that you approach, uh, living in your soul versus living in your body, I feel is how we reach perfection, knowing that we are divine and Svat Ya S V A D H Y A Y A like Svad Svad There we go. Communion with the divine. And the last one is Samadhi. And I'm not going to pronounce the word that goes with that one because it's just really long and maybe impossible right now. So according to different sources, seven of the eight classical CDs or the great perfections are, or the eight. So, all right. So yeah. Okay. So there's seven and then there's, I guess the eighth could be one of the two I'm about to say. It's a little bit confusing for a minute. Hold on. These are really strange. Okay. So according to um, the Ashta Siddhi, here's the eight great perfections. The first one is anima, which is the ability to become smaller than the smallest. And you could reduce your body to the size of an atom. (laughs) Whoa. That's really, really trippy. Or you can become invisible. See, now it makes me think, you know, uh, Gulliver's Travels. You know, does that not make you think that maybe this guy either did psychedelic drugs, (laughs) took a few uh, magic mushrooms, or, or maybe he was a meditator. And maybe this was one thing he was able to do. And so he went to, you know, the land of the Lilliputians where he was very big. And then he went to the other land where he was very small. Well, maybe this is what he was doing. And also Alice in Wonderland. Speaking of being very, very big or very, very small. And did we not just read that 
through the use of certain herbs, <laughs> you can attain these things. So now it makes me feel like maybe some of these stories might be based on other stories or other somehow knowledges, or maybe it's just in the human psyche and we pluck it out of the air sometimes and we think it's our imagination and yet these things are absolutely attainable to us humans as we journey along our spiritual paths so here we go um <laughs> okay so also anima so you can make yourself reduce to the size of an atom or you can become invisible now i've told you guys the story the two stories I have of myself becoming invisible and one time I became invisible at will because I wanted to see if I could do it and my daughter walked in the room and I made myself invisible and she could not see me and she was really distressed and then she came back in the room and she, and she jumped when she saw me because she's like, oh my God, how, how are you here? You weren't here. And I'm like, oh my God, I really was invisible. I did it. Oh my God. And uh, there was one time my husband was meditating so intensely that I left the room for a second, came back and he was gone. And I thought, oh, he must have went upstairs. And I just waited for him for like an hour or something. And I, I got bored. I was high. <laughs> Went in the kitchen to get something to eat. Came back and um, there he was sitting on the chair again. I'm like, oh. And he, he came out of his meditation. He said, whoa, I just had a really deep meditation. And I said, so um, what's up? I mean, where did you go? Because you were in the chair and then you left. And then you came back down to the chair. It's like, I never left the chair. <laughs> he was invisible for like a good 20 minutes. So this is one. So, I mean, I know that these are real. Okay. So the next one, Mahima, the ability to become infinitely large, expanding one's body to an infinitely large size. Now, okay. I did have a dream. I thought it was a dream when I was with Paramahansa Yogananda in this dream, he showed me that we can become infinitely large and we blew ourselves up, but he did it for me. I didn't do it. I don't know. I don't think it's an attainment of mine, but he wanted to show me it was true or possible. I didn't even know about this stuff that I'm reading to you guys tonight. So at the time, but in my dream, and it was only a dream, I thought. Now I'm reading this thinking maybe it was just a spiritual experience. I feel like it was a spiritual experience. But I mean, my soul, I grew so big that the, the universe, uh, the universes, the galaxies were little tiny. The suns were no bigger than, um, I would say, a grape. And, and, and like I could hold in the palm of my hand each galaxy. I was freaking huge. <laughs> I remember coming out of this, like waking up and I looked at my husband. And I went, Oh my God, I was so big. How did I get to be? I was huge. I, like the galaxies were nothing. They were so tiny. I said, I just had a God experience. It was rather unusual. And Paramahansa Yogananda was holding my hand and he showed me this. And we were just like blown away. We didn't know about this stuff though. The cities, we didn't know about all this yet. Well, he might've known. I didn't know about it anyway. So 
The next one, Laghima, is the ability to become weightless or lighter than air. Wow. Talk about losing weight. <laughs> That's very interesting. Now, I, I think I wrote this one down. That one might have been something else. Um, what did he say? Oh, okay. That one is also known as <laughs> levitation. So if you're weightless or lighter than air, then you could go up through the air. Now, as I was laying in bed a couple days ago during one of these hops, I think, hopping timelines, I started to hover a little bit above my bed. At least I felt like I did. I felt like I was trying to lift off. I felt like my body was getting ready to take off. And I have been doing this exercise um, trying to get my Merkaba started. And that's a whole nother conversation. But um, I do know, uh, personally know, one, two, three people who have levitated, yeah. Or is it more? No, three. And I've talked about that in past episodes. I have personally met three people who could actually levitate off the ground fully off the ground, not just feeling like they're being lifted up, but their feet are still touching the ground. Like I've done a few times, <laughs> or at least it feels like it. It's so weird. Anyway. Um, so property is the next one, the ability to instantaneously travel or be anywhere at will. This is one I've been trying to practice. And when I do it at will, it, 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 it I just don't, I don't go anywhere instantaneously travel or be anywhere at will. Prakamya is the ability to achieve or realize whatever one desires. And, and um, yeah, William Henry called it the ability to realize any dream. So I don't, what does that mean? I mean, like, the ability to achieve or realize whatever one desires. Does that mean like, you know, graduating from law school or, you know, achieve orgasm? I mean, what is it? What is it? Uh, becoming a best-selling author or is it something different? I don't know. It's not, it, it's very, very vague. So I don't know. Uh, anyway, the next one is Isitva, which is the ability to control nature or individuals or organisms supremacy over nature and the ability to force influence upon anyone. Uh, that one, that one's a little scary, right? I mean, you have to be reaching, achieving a certain level. If you reach a certain level of, um, you know, spirituality, then you're not going to control somebody in a negative way. But, oh, and I did talk about this, uh, mentioning these are not the droids you're looking for <laughs> that kind of influence over somebody, you know, like they would arrest you, put you in jail. You're in trouble because you're transporting droids that don't belong to you. You know, in the case of Star Wars, which obviously fictional tales, supposedly might not be, but, <laughs> um, I mean, it might be an actual thing that happened on an actual planet somewhere in a galaxy far, far away. It might be real, but, um, 
So, I mean, that's what I mean by forcing influence on upon anyone. That's what I mean by saying, you know, when you're very spiritual, then that's the kind of influence you wouldn't, you know. Like, I was in a park, and I had dropped acid a couple years back, and um, the security guard who had a gun came over, was walking over our way, and I felt like it was going to not be good as an interaction. And I imagined him thinking about turning around and walking the other way really rapidly. And I, in my mind, I like grabbed his feet and turned his feet in the opposite direction. And then I opened my eyes, I was meditating and I opened my eyes and I looked and I saw him like he was looking at us and then he stopped and he started to scratch his head and then he just kind of turned around and walked away really fast. <laughs> so, I mean, maybe I have this ability to a little bit, you know, um, <laughs> um, I don't have supremacy over nature constantly or whatever. And I, but I have like coaxed bees out of the house and told them, but that's more of a telepathic thing, you know? Um, and I have controlled the weather, but always with the help of God. So, um, that's very interesting. But when they say the ability to control nature, individuals, orgasms, I, orgasms, I mean, organisms, sorry, <laughs> nice Freudian slip is showing again. Um, <laughs> so, um, I think control nature, like if a dog is barking and trying to attack you and then you give it energy or love or you do something with your arm. I started doing this thing that I saw, I think on TikTok and, or I mean, it was TikTok on Instagram, but I did this thing with dogs. I've done it a couple times now and I've gotten dogs to completely stop barking and completely just lay on the ground really quiet and peaceful after they were, looked like they were going to just rip my leg off. <laughs> It's really trippy. And, um, but I think it's just more of a psychic thing. I don't know. But Vasitva is the ability to control all material elements or natural forces. So that's very interesting. Those are the seven main ones. Now, the other two that are listed in different books as the eighth one, um, one is suppression of desire or wishes coming true. So that sounds quite confusing and also satisfaction. So I guess if you're satisfied with everything, that's because you have all your wishes coming true, but you're also satisfied because you don't really have any, you're not even suppressing your desire at that point. You just don't have any, you just like, I don't know what I want. Cause I don't really want anything. You know, Garima, um, is the other one, which is the ability and that one is Kama Avasayitva. Okay. Um, anyway, Garima is the ability to become infinitely heavy and be immovable by anyone or anything. And that's interesting. Berkeley students, for example, they, they you know, <laughs> protesters. <laughs> if you were a protester and you had that one, that would be insanely fun. But you'd also have to have the ability to have your skin impenetrable <laughs> uh, by bullets, unfortunately. Or, okay, in Shaivism, Shaivism, I don't know how to say this. Um, CDs are defined as the extraordinary powers of the soul. 
developed through consistent meditation and other uncomfortable and grueling tapas. I don't know what that means or awakened naturally through spiritual maturity and yogic sadhana. So you kind of get the idea, right? Going on the spiritual journey, these things are going to happen to you. Um, now there's five extra cities according to Vaishnava doctrine. Um, this includes knowing the past, present, and future tolerance of heat, cold, or other dualities. So Wim Hof, <laughs> Wim Hofing it, you know, that's, he, that's part of his spirit. It's like, it's, it's autotomic nervous system, um, you know, control, but also it, it it might be that he's spiritually because he's spiritually inclined anyway. Um, also knowing the minds of others. Uh, and then the next one is checking the influence of fire, sun, water, or poison. I don't, what, what does that mean by checking? Um, I guess that means either preventing it or changing it immediately. If somebody, um, like has been burned or poisoned, you can stop it immediately. And then the next one is remaining unconquered by others. I don't know what that means. Unconquered meaning no one attacks you or nobody has sex with you. I, that must be open to interpretation. I don't know. Uh, okay. So there's 10 secondary cities according to Vaishnava. Um, Lord Krishna describes these in the Bhagavat, Bhagavata Purana, not Purana, but Purana, P-U-R-A-N-A. So I'm not going to say the words, it's just too much, <laughs> but these are the 10 secondary ones, um, being undisturbed by hunger, thirst, or any bodily appetites. Um, so you've kind of risen above that. I mean, don't be sun gazing and be a breatharian until you know, for a fact, you just don't have hunger or thirst anymore, but I do know somebody. In fact, I've talked to two people who know the same man who used his pendulum to make it. So he never, ever, ever has to eat again. And he has not eaten in like 20 years, <laughs> but he does take a multivitamin that he dissolves in water and he drinks that down every single day. So he has vitamins and minerals in his water and that's it. And he just drinks a gallon or two of water a day and that's it. So he still like has thirst or, you know, at least he wants to keep his body hydrated. But I thought that was very strange. Um, in Parman's Yogananda's book, autobiography of a Yogi. Um, he does talk about a woman who had to fight their mother-in-law, which I did mention in a past, I think second season. Um, in passing, I mentioned this story, but she had to fight their mother-in-law. Her mother-in-law wanted to do dishes, even though she didn't eat the meal because she, it was food she didn't want and she didn't like it. And the mother-in-law forced it on her and then told her she had to do the dishes for the family. And she said, you know what? I'm going to go live outside of your house. And she built herself like a little hut and she says, and I'm never going to eat again. And she meditated that night and she never ate again for another like 30 years. She never, ever ate again as long as she lived. So, <laughs> I mean, where there's a will, a stubborn, stubborn, stubborn will, there's a way. <laughs> so, um, anyway, the other ones listed are hearing things that are far away, seeing things that are far away, 
The next one is uh, moving the body wherever thought goes, which is astral projection or teleportation. Now, that's not moving the body in astral projection. That's just moving your spirit body where your physical body remains where it is. Now, teleportation is when you can, um, I guess, I don't even know, I guess maybe traveling on a light beam like they talked about in the life and teaching of the Masters of the Far East books where you just, you know, put your mind where you want to go and then your body follows. Um, that's kind of crazy. Um, assuming any form you desire is the next one. I have a past life where I did that, where I became a jaguar. And then I also became a dolphin, a pink Amazon river dolphin. Actually, I was here in the Amazon. I was actually, I think in Brazil and, um, I was native and I was a shaman in another life too. So, um, that's interesting. Now the next one is entering the bodies of others. That sounds really creepy, but I have experienced this a few times, sometimes spontaneous where I will imagine someone's life. I'll look at them and it got to a point for a while. I couldn't control it where if I looked at someone for more than um, a couple minutes, I was instantly in their body and I could see their life and I knew their memories and I knew everything about them. And it got really freaky for me and I had to stop looking at people for a while. And that's, I became like extreme hermit mode for a while and it, it died down. Like I could do it at will now, but in the beginning when I got this one, it was like, dude, <laughs> I like, it's too freaky. I didn't, you know, I couldn't control it in the beginning. Um, the next one is dying when you desire dying when one desires. So, um, that one obviously is going to be reserved for you, uh, when you are extremely enlightened because you know, if you're suicidal and you're feeling like, uh, screw this world, you're probably not going to get this one, <laughs> you know, where you just like die at will. I know, uh, what to do to, um, you know, how to cut the silver cord basically, but, um, I don't want to. And I, and I don't know that I could even, you know, it's, it's something you can never break, but there's a way to do it. And I don't have the knowledge. Thank you, God. And I don't want it until, um, I no longer have depression because we have to get back to the other, the other enlightened, uh, attribute, which is just pure happiness. And I'm not quite there. I'm almost there, but I'm not hundred percent there yet. I'm very, very close though, actually. And I'm no longer suicidal. Thank you, God. Just hopefully that never comes back. Um, but the next one is witnessing and participating in the pastimes of the gods. Hmm. I don't know what that means, but that sounds so interesting. All right. The next one, perfect accomplishment of one's determination. Hmm. Yeah. I've accomplished things, but in a perfect way. No, Mm -mm. that's very interesting. The next one is orders or commands being unimpeded. Interesting. Um, I'm not gonna go over that one too much, but now according to some Kya philosophy, uh, based on the samskaras or karmic imprints of previous births, the attainment of knowledge about the 24 tattvas gained by examining the determinable and indeterminable conscious and non-conscious constitu- 
constituents of creation. Okay, that's just what? Um I don't even know what that means. So I'm sorry, I even said it. <laughs> anyway, uh, according to the, the Samkaryakarika, I cannot say this word, and the Tattva Samasa, there are references to the attainment of the eight cities which, in, by which one becomes free of the pain of ignorance and you gain knowledge and you experience bliss. I've only had a few moments of bliss in my life. Um... And I don't mean like awesome sex. I've had a lot of of those moments, but bliss when you just feel like you're one with the universe, everything is right. You feel that um, energy of divine order and perfection. And you just experience complete and total happiness where you can't feel anything other than pure bliss, happiness where you're so excited, like you have an electric grin, (laughs) you know, um, not brought on by drugs. It just happens naturally. So, um, it's really, it's like a rare emotion, true, pure, godly, divine bliss is extremely rare. It's a big gift. It's awesome, but I think we can attain it. So, all right. The next one, uh, after that is, Knowledge gained by associating with an enlightened person. Well, I love that one. Next one, knowledge gained through the study of the Vedas or standard ancillary text. Okay, okay. Um, We should probably read the Vedas. The next one is knowledge gained from a kind-hearted person while engaged in the spread of knowledge. Very interesting. And I'm wondering why my cat's not meowing at me right now. She's sound asleep. That's why I keep saying her name. <laughs> Knowledge. No, she's she's out. <laughs> um, so the next one is knowledge gained regardless of one's own needs while attending to the requirements of those engaged in the search of the highest truth. And um, the next one is freedom from pain, <clears throat> disappointment, etc. that may arise due to lack of spiritual, metaphysical, mystic knowledge and experience. So, um, cool. So basically it sounds like when you gain metaphysical truth, then you become free from pain and disappointment because now you have a grander vision and view of what's going on. Um, anyway, the next one is freedom from pain, etc arising from possessing and being attached to various materialistic gains. Like that's so freaking hard to get over. At least for me, it is, you know, like I'm not attached to a whole lot, but I still want a house. I still want a car. I mean, not that I really even want a car. I just want the ability to go if I have to somewhere, you know, um, like if there's an, an emergency or something. Um, although if I just keep getting more and more enlightened, I could just move my body wherever my will goes. Boom. I don't need a car. So maybe I'll just keep meditating <laughs> and not worry about it. Anyway, the next one, freedom from pain caused by fate or due to reliance on fate. 
Right. Yeah. You don't have to rely on fate if you're a spiritual master. So basically the attainment of these eight cities renders one free from the pain of ignorance and gives you knowledge and bliss. Now the great, uh, keepers of the cities, according to, um, Hinduism, at least, uh, Ganesha Hanuman, um, are the ones that you will talk to if you, um, are in, you know, interested in Hinduism. Lord Ganesha is the, um, elephant God. So that makes sense if he is actually a, um, a spiritual master. He could make his head into an elephant head if he has that CD or power of changing, um, his form. So now this makes so much sense to me. Like why I just, how did that happen? Right? A human body with an elephant head never made sense to me. And then the story is that his head was cut off and they put an elephant head on him. Like that would like the frame, the weight of his body, that would not, (laughs) it just, it just wouldn't work. It just wouldn't, you know? And why would they kill a perfectly good elephant if a man died? None of it made sense to me. But now it makes sense to me if, you know, that's a story that maybe came later or something. I don't know. There's no way to explain it. And Hanuman is a monkey who became a god who attained perfection, supposedly. But also, again, it could be a spiritual master who changed his form into a monkey because it's super fun to be a monkey. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm speculating. I don't know the true story about this, but anyway, so the monkey God basically is Hanuman and the elephant headed man. God is Lord Ganesha who removes our obstacles. And I think Hanuman helps us to have, um, you know, strength and, and abilities beyond our, uh, original abilities as well as, um, uh, laughter, you know, monkeys are, super fun. So, uh, let me see. I want to go, I didn't even get off of the Wikipedia page. Like it was like so much interesting things and we might have to do a, I think we're going to maybe have to do a secondary, uh, this might become a series guys. I think actually we're going to do, um, a series. I'm going to do at least, you know, this might be a two parter. So the next website is sped to work S P E D. Then the number two W O R K sped to work dot tripod dot com forward slash nine underscore cities dot HTML. So, um, anyway, this one is, we're not going to get through it. I, I mean, I'm looking at the time here. It's like, we're not going to get through all of this but we'll try to get through. Uh, so he, he, um, the wanderling is the name that he puts for himself here on his website. And it says the nine main cities and eight additional cities. So, um, so the main nine ones, he says, uh, is number one, Parkaya Pravesh. 
It means entering one's soul in the body of some other person. Through this knowledge, even a dead body could be brought to life. Hmm. That's very strange. And he says about 3,000 years back, Shankaracharya um, had to take help of this knowledge in order to defeat Mandan Mishra in a spiritual debate. But as time passed, this knowledge became extinct in the society. And today, only very few yogis have full practical knowledge of this unique practice. Now it makes me wonder if I did not experience this. I, my son and my daughter were horsing around when they were little. My son was two, my daughter was four. And we were all on my bed. It was early in the morning. And we um, had just woken up. And they were horsing around. And then my son got mad at, at my daughter. I think she was laughing at him. or I don't know what happened, but... You know, he's a Libra. He can change on a dime sometimes. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, and she's a Pisces, so I don't know if that has anything to do with anything. But basically, he catapulted her onto the floor with his feet, and she hit the back of her head, and she hopped out of her body, basically. And I immediately jumped, ran to her. Oh my God, are you okay? She was not breathing. And I felt that she uh, died in my arms. And so, of course, I started calling her back. And I don't remember hopping into her body, but I could see her from her experience of her body. So maybe I was able to do this. I don't know. All I know is I just started shouting, get back in your body, young lady. (laughs) You get back in this body right now. (laughs) And she did. And all of a sudden she went, and she, she could breathe again. And she was so mad. She was like, you killed me. She said to her brother, you killed me. And he's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I wasn't. You know, they were just playing around. And then he got mad for half a second and just, you know. It was just one of those weird moments. Like later, I years later, I look back on it. It's like most most parents would just call nine one one, and instead, I because I'm a world walker, I walk between the worlds, the, the, the physical and the you know and the spiritual. And I just I I saw her running down this path, going to heaven. She was she was barefoot in a little white dress, running her ass as fast as possible, like see us suckers type of, you know, kind of smirk on her face and running away from her body. I'm like, you get back in your body, young lady. And she came running back. And then all of a sudden I was, my awareness was as a mother holding her child. And then she breathed again. And so maybe I did do this one. I mean, this is really, really trippy. So, um, yeah. All right. We'll get through a couple of these and then I'll just make this a series and we'll, we will do this next week as well. All right. So, um, the second one here on sped to work.tripod.com Haadi Vija and says this Vija or knowledge has been mentioned in several ancient texts on acquiring this Vija. A person feels neither hungry nor thirsty and can remain without eating food or drinking water for several days at a stretch. So some of these, of course, are going to overlap. 
So, um, but I like his, I like this, the way he wrote this out because he has a little bit more, um, of an explanation. So several yogis of the Himalayas, he says, remain engrossed in deep sadhanas for months and years without eating or drinking anything. When they do not eat or drink, they do not even have, they don't even have to empty their bowels. Of course. Yeah, of course. They're not eating and they're not, oh, I'm sorry. Thus they are able to perform long penance for years and their bodies remain healthy and fit even without food. The mysterious wandering Digambara monk uh, named Trilanga Swami was proficient in this vidya. Although not always counted among cities per se, several instances have been cited regarding Trilanga's Swami's ability to spend hours under the water of the Ganges River as he sought to teach men that human life need not depend on oxygen. Under the auspices, auspices, oh my God, auspices of certain spiritual conditions and precautions, um, pranayama. Oh, this is what I started to do over the weekend. That might be why I hopped several timelines, actually. Okay, it was just a whole other thing I needed to explain to you guys, um, maybe later this week, about the pranayama thing. Anyway, uh, it says here, uh, it's been reported that there is a yogi that lives on the peak of the holy mountain Arunachala that has not had anything to eat since 1990. So, um, that's quite interesting. Now, um, I told you about the guy earlier with, who did the pendulums. He's not even Hindu, doesn't do yoga. I mean, he might do meditation, but through the pendulum, he was able to do this. And now this other woman who was Hindu, she did through the power of prayer, but she also was a meditator. So, um, hmm. I know that I eat a lot less, but I, I don't have this one. I, I want to eat. <laughs> it's kind of pleasurable to eat, right? I mean, I mean, a nice juicy steak or chocolate cake or anything that, rhymes with ache. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of strange. I mean, there have been times I thought, Oh, think about all the money you would save. If you don't have a grocery bill, you don't have to eat and your clothes are always clean. My God, look at the money. Yeah. You know, like we could get outside of the realm of needing money with these. I mean, for real, it's very interesting, right? I'm going to read you one more and then we will leave it at that and we will make this a thing for next week as well. All right. So the third one is Kaadi Vija and he says, just as one doesn't feel hungry or thirsty in Hadi Vija, similarly in Kaadi Vija, a person is not affected by the change of the seasons. So summer, winter, rain, etc. Now, when you accomplish this Vija, you won't feel cold. Even if you sit in the snow and you won't feel hot, even if you sit in fire, you can't even burn, right? Basically. So thus a sadhak can perform incessant penance without being affected by change of weather or 
seasons. So, I mean, as I'm sitting here, I was thinking, oh, I really could use a, a, a jacket. I'm getting kind of cold. Maybe I should go to bed because it's getting kind of cold. See, obviously I don't have that one yet. <laughs> so, I mean, if, you know, I think that we should, and I just looked, it's 55, 55. I think that means it's time for us to uh, close this for the night. And we're going to go through um, the rest of these. You know, and so we already mentioned the list, but now we're going to go and talk about it a little bit more in depth next week and um, maybe even the week after. It just depends on how long we do, how long we go with this. So, I don't know. I've been interested in the goodies. This is like the spiritual grab bag. <laughs> you know, like uh, this is this is it, you know, when you reach enlightenment you know it's like the spiritual masters descend upon you from the Himalayas and they hand you the goodie bag and you open it up and you're like "Woo! I never have to shower again oh I don't have to eat anymore I don't even have to drink water wow I don't even need to take a coat when I leave the house this is noise <laughs> uh, you know, what's funny is, you know, I, I say these things in joking, you know, I mean, born in the year of the monkey and, you know, I've been on the spiritual path since 1987. So I'm not like all, you know, trying to keep it, you know, holy and austere and, you know, angels playing harps on clouds and shit. Like I just, I, I'm just very down to earth and, um, I just look at this stuff and I just go, Wow. And you know what's really funny is your ego can easily get involved with this, but at the same time, when you start achieving these things, you're just like super humbled. I mean, you, you become so humble. Like you're like, damn, like, I didn't know I was doing a vigil. I didn't be like, Oh, look, I've achieved a certain level of attainment. And that's why I was able to call my daughter back into her body. No, I saw that my daughter was uh, maybe dead and I just screamed at her. It was just like an instinct. And luckily she listened to me, but I was able to see where she was going. I followed her soul. I don't know if I was in her body, but I literally followed her soul into the other world. Like you get back here, you know? And I, I reminded her, we had an agreement. We have a soul contract. You were supposed to be here. You're my best friend. This is why I married your dad because he had your eyes. I mean, I've known about her. I knew about her for over 10 years before I met her dad. I knew she was going to be with me. You know, and when she was like, woohoo, I'm out, baby. No, you're not. <laughs> you get back here. <laughs> you come live this miserable life for the rest of us. Just kidding. Just teasing. Anyway, I mean, you know, it's like sometimes these things happen naturally and you attain this achievement in a past life and you might not even be aware of it. You're just like, Oh, this cool thing just happened to me. Whoa. Anyway, so we're going we're gonna to explore this more next week, guys. Um, I hope you enjoyed the show. That's it. That's another one. We're going to wrap it up. Um, I will be back tomorrow with all unique and original programming, just like always. But until then, guys, <laughs> I'm signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the Holy Fifth Dimension. 
And by the way, I love you. I love each and every one of you very much. So (laughs) that's it. Until next time, guys. Peace. Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined to support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. Thank you.